Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Dave Anthony. Today, the 47th president of the United States. Well, that's what Doug Burgum hopes he will be. He is now the governor of North Dakota and one of the Republicans in the 2024 White House race that has gotten more crowded this month. More than 12 now on the road to the White House, and the governor admits he is a dark horse, a relative unknown on the national stage. But like the others who are challenging the front runner, former President Trump, and far back of him in the polls right now, the governor's hoping to change that. Now, the conversation with Doug Burgum was too long to fit into our rundown podcast on Friday, so we had to leave some on the cutting room floor. Well, we've picked it up, put it back in, and today, let you hear the entire discussion like we do every weekend with these extras. As always, we thank you for listening. We hope you keep coming back for more candidates and more coverage of this presidential race. And now, Doug Burgum on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Joining us on the Fox News Rundown is North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum, who is also now a 2024 Republican presidential candidate, entering the race in the last couple of weeks, and now we're two months away from the first debate, which would be in August in Milwaukee. I know the governor wants to be a part of that. First of all, Governor Burgum, thank you very much for joining us. Dave, great to be on the show with you. Grateful Grateful for all you do and grateful to have the time with you this morning. Well, thank you for saying that. And we are delighted to have you. And this has to be, I mean, this is, a uh, is this something you've always wanted? I mean, this is a big time for you. Well, absolutely. But I think sometimes uh, we've been called the uh, accidental governor and accidental first lady because I spent my entire career in the private sector until 2016. Uh, there was an open seat. Uh, we were a long shot. The poll said 69-10. I said to Catherine, I said, hey, look, you don't have to worry about being first lady because we don't have a chance of winning. Uh, Get it out of my systems. Uh, And of course, we were running because we thought that North Dakota needed a business leader for a changing economy. And we uh, we jumped into the race. And six months later, we won the Republican primary 60 40. And then we went on to win in the fall uh, by almost 80 20, got reelected in in, uh, 2020 uh, by over 40 points, uh, largest margin of any of the 11 governor's races that year. And but but here we are, but bringing a private sector mindset to everything we do in government and know that uh, when we're looking at the presidency, we know that how to succeed in the private sector, know how to how to run government efficiently, know that we can take costs out, know that if we do it right, we can improve the life of every American and know that we can unleash uh, the best of America, which means we've got to get our economy going. We got to get our energy policy going. We got to solve our national security issues. And these aren't course corrections across the economy, energy, national security. The Biden administration is going a hundred you know, you know, 180 degrees in the wrong direction. We need a, a complete U-turn 
on economy, energy, and national security, if we're going to win the Cold War that we're in with China, and if we're going to continue to be the dominant, most dynamic economic power in the world, which is what the, what the United States has has been for over a century and needs to continue to be, if we're going to uh, accomplish what we need and help every American to realize their fullest potential. So obviously, you reference being a long shot in North Dakota in 2016. Here we are in 2023. You're not as well-known, certainly, as some of the other candidates in this race. Some people are like, who's that? How do you do it on a national level? How do you build up your profile so quickly? Well, I, I think the the beauty of the American system is that we have, presidential races have always taken people that, who were they two years ago, and then you find out they're president. So this is not not abnormal for the United States. It's a great aspect of democracy. And you know we're hitting the ground hard in Iowa and New Hampshire. Uh, we're up on the air on television in those two states. Uh, we're getting we're getting known in those states. And then, of course, because of the businesses that I built, uh, we, you know, I had over uh, hundreds of thousands of customers in uh, over 132 countries around the world, and and between uh, team members and customers and partners and people I've been involved with, uh, there are there are people that know us, like us, and are willing to get up and go volunteer and work for us in all 50 states already. And, and of course, uh, people in North Dakota are very excited. Uh, we a lot of a lot of folks there are excited to see uh, someone with common sense, small town values, somebody who grew up. Every job I had uh, until uh, I was in my mid twenties involved taking a shower at the end of the day, not at the beginning of the day, because you know working on the farm, the ranch, the grain elevator, working as a chimney sweep. Uh, I understand what working Americans are going through right now and what they're what they're facing with the inflation from Biden, the regulation from the Biden administration, the high gas prices. I understand what those families are are going through. And so uh, we, we think we've got a message that's really resonating. We got experiences that connect with with the, the citizens of America. And we're excited to get out and, and tell the uh, success story of North Dakota, where this last session, we passed 51 out of 52 red tape reduction bills, passed the largest tax cut in the history of the state uh, and run. Uh, we have the highest workforce participation of any state in the nation. We got among the lowest unemployment. Uh, we've got tens of billions of capital that are trying to come to North Dakota for innovation around our energy sector, which is uh, we're one of the largest energy states in the nation. And we're on a pathway to have the highest GDP in the country in North Dakota. So we we understand how to how to manage an economy. We understand how to how to move things forward. And we're excited to uh, bring that message to America. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best—it's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line—it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Now, obviously you have a lot of oil that you deal with in North Dakota. There's been a big push that continues on the left to go for clean energy, to get away from oil, get away from fossil fuels as the future goes to wind or solar or whatever we can do, especially electric vehicles. How do you come in and deal with that push and the push for clean energy from a state that deals with oil? Well, 
Dave, we're the only state that's set a goal of being carbon neutral by 2030. You might go, how is that possible in a state that's a, a huge producer of baseload electricity and a huge producer of, of oil and gas? Well, we do it through innovation. We're, we'll reach that goal without any any new mandates and any new regulations. We're gonna reach it by actually cutting regulation and cutting red tape. Uh, we can decarbonize uh, liquid fuels uh, faster than than we can, the, the, the Biden administration, again, 180 degrees wrong, subsidizing EVs, subsidizing 500,000 charging stations with no plan on how to build the transmission to be able to get the electricity A produced and B to those charging stations. And, and of course, you know, all of the, from World War II on, most all of the conflicts in the world have been centered over energy. And again, no, no, no change right now. I mean, Putin never invades Ukraine if he doesn't have all of our allies in Western Europe completely addicted to getting all their energy from him. And so, it, we, you know, the global instability right now is being caused uh, by the energy policy of the Biden administration and, 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 and the policies that they're moving on. We just would be training OPEC for Sinopec. Oh, we're going to get all of our you know, EV batteries from China. And then China is going around to places like in Africa and the Congo and, and tearing up those entire countries to get the rare earth minerals to make batteries, which then they sell to Americans so people can, you know, somehow, I mean, what, export our environmental, uh, you know, guilt. You know, it doesn't make any sense. If you cared about the environment, you would want to have every ounce of energy produced in the United States because we produce it cleaner safer, smarter than anywhere else in the world. The, the, ener the Biden energy policy is going to make us energy poor, economically poor. It's empowering dictators around the world. The largest importer of oil and gas in the world is China. And I don't, we don't know. I read one word that Secretary Blinken during his trip even brought up energy with China. We, we The way that we have economic power over China is we deliver on the potential of America, which is we are the clean energy powerhouse and we stopped buying dirty energy. At the time Putin invaded Ukraine, here in the United States, we were importing 400,000 barrels of oil a day from Russia. A lot of it dirty heating oil coming into the Northeast because we can't get a pipeline to have clean natural gas from the Pennsylvania uh, Marcellus Shale going going into the, into the New England area. So the, the, our policies, again, are actually literally empowering dictators, destabilizing the world. We turn that energy policy around, and then all of a sudden now, we're not going to have to kowtow to China. We're going to be able to call the shots because America's energy powerhouse can sell energy to our friends and allies as opposed to buying it from our adversaries. I mean, we have the State Department went to Venezuela. We had Biden himself going to the Middle East, asking them to produce more energy. Biden draining half of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which is supposed to be for strategic. I guess strategic means, hey, let's get the gas prices down because of my inflationary economic policies. I'll drain the, I'll drain the Strategic Petroleum Reserve ahead of the midterms. That's not strategic. That, that's that's com completely irresponsible for a president to do that at a time when we're in a Cold War with China and we're actually at war with Russia. We just haven't sent troops yet. We're, so we're sending material, we're sending money, we're sending advisors. But, you know, the world right now is, is unstable because of these policies. And we need a 180 degree shift on the economy, on energy and national security. They're all three intertwined, can't be separated. Obviously, governors who enter the presidential race are asked this all the time. I mean, you're, you you run North Dakota. What's your foreign policy experience, right? Isn't that something you're going to hear a lot? Well, of course it is. But one of the things when you're, A, running a state where we've got two of the largest air bases in America, we've got two of the three legs of the 
of the strategic nuclear triad here with a missile base and in, in a uh, both a, in a bomber base uh, in North Dakota. Uh, and national security includes border security. And we've been one of the states that's been sending troops down to the border regularly, just had passed an executive order this uh, last week, uh, got approval through our emergency commission. We've got more, more National Guardsmen that are going down there to help protect the border in Texas uh, in August. We have more coming in in, in October. Uh, so when, when you're a governor that's an energy state and an agriculture state, and we feed and fuel the world, what happens in world markets affects every single citizen in North Dakota. It affects our energy producers, it affects our ag producers. And then as someone who's been involved in running global businesses, I had people working for me in 120 countries. I had people working for me that that didn't have the right to free speech, that didn't have the right to assemble, didn't have the basic rights that we have. I've seen the world. I understand how America is the best path forward for the world and that we have to fight for all the things that make America great. And we have to keep doing that. And, and of course, the Biden administration right now, as I said, they're basically just of foregoing our leadership, you know, what, letting China, you know, build a uh, a spy base in Cuba? I mean, history repeating itself. This is like the 1960s all over again with Russia building a base in, in Cuba. So again, I understand how the world works. I've worked with people around the world. I understand how the world economy works. This economy is changing. Technology is changing. Every job, every company, and every industry. There's never been anybody with a software tech background who's ever run for president. I think it's about time uh, that we have that because where the world is heading, we need someone who understands how to be effective in government and how to bring leadership from the business sector because uh, we only win in the world. We win in the world by actually shrinking the federal government, returning power to the states, and letting our private sector economy be the thing that drives world leadership for us. All right, so you have two months before the first presidential debate in August on Fox News in Milwaukee. Now, they have set a criteria. You have to have 1% in three national polls or two national polls and in one of the states that is an early contest state. And you have to have 40,000 unique donors to your campaign. Do you think you're going to get to that threshold? Yeah, absolutely we will. That's not, that's not going to be an issue, Dave. All right, because I know that you have some of your own money, right, that you'll be spending in your race, but you are raising it at the same time. We are, and uh, if people want to learn more about what we're doing, DougBurgham.com. Uh, join us. One of the ways we get to 40,000 donors is people that are listening to a great show like this. Go to DougBurgham.com and click on the Donate button and you know, give a buck and say, hey, we've never seen a chimney sweep on, a, on the stage before. We'd like to see that. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're going to be on the stage potentially – with maybe former President Trump, who may or may not debate, he, he says he might not. Just on Thursday, Will Hurd, former congressman, joined you and the others running for the Republican nomination. And he put out a video saying if we nominate someone like Donald Trump, we know Joe Biden will win again. Do you agree with him? Well, I, I think it's important that we nominate a candidate that has an opportunity to win uh, in November 2024. And of course, uh, we're running because uh, we fully believe that we're going to be that candidate. And uh, I fully intend to, to be the person that beats Joe Biden. So, yes, I, I'm uh, looking forward to the uh, Republican Party nominating someone that can beat Joe Biden. So how do you defeat Donald Trump? What, what, what will be your plan? I mean, he has a huge lead in the polls and he has Ron DeSantis on his heels and, of course, you and the others behind them. Well, I think the focus here, Dave, is is in our campaign 
as you said, we're we're the dark horse. We're unknown. We're just entering. Our focus is is talking to the citizens about the issues that matter to them the most, which again, inflation, interest rates, taxes, spending. That matters to every small business owner. It matters to every farmer. It matters to everybody that we meet on the campaign trail. And of course, they're all worried about you know energy prices and energy policies and what that means for them if they're a farmer, if they're uh, a trucker, if they're any kind of business. And of course, with the open border, 110,000 overdose deaths uh, in 2022 under the Biden administration with fentanyl pouring over the southern border, you know, they're very concerned that the president, which has a set of narrow responsibilities that he's supposed to execute, one of those is actually securing the border, just completely failing on doing that. So we're going to we're going to talk about what we're going to do to take this country to a better, higher place to unleash the best of America, to improve the lives of every American. And we're going to talk about how we beat Joe Biden. And, and I, uh, whether it's uh, Will Hurd or others, I think competition is great for the uh, for the Republican Party and looking forward to the debates. OK, so you're not going to necessarily compete directly and try to take like former President Trump to task directly. You're going to tell your message and hope the voters it resonates. Is that the, is that the plan? Well, it's the plan, but I mean, take a look at North Dakota. Uh, I've been on the ticket in 16 and 20 with President Trump. Uh, and and in, in, in uh, those voters that are voted for President Trump have voted for me. Uh, and, and we've had uh, great success uh, in North Dakota talking to people uh, in our elections here. And so we're you know very familiar with Trump voters. Uh, and they've been among some of the biggest supporters of our campaigns. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't be winning the, with these races by the largest margins okay. in the country. So, so, so why should voters choose Doug Burgum and not reelect Donald Trump? Of those voters who voted for Trump twice, why you this time? Well, I think uh, the voters are going to get to decide starting on February 1 uh, next year when the uh, the primary season starts in Iowa. Uh, voters will have to make that choice, and that's going to be up to voters on who they decide to pick. And we're going to just continue to make our case to them uh, on why uh, we're the campaign, why having someone who's been a business leader and a governor, someone who knows how to create jobs, someone who uh, understands energy understands national security, understands the role of the presidency and what that means. Uh, and voters are going to get to the side. And I have a lot of confidence in the voters in America. And we're going to just keep uh, introducing ourselves to them, taking our case to them. And we feel very positive that when when we get to that point next February, that people are going to say, hey, this is absolutely someone that we have confidence in their ability to lead, uh, their ability to attract talent, their ability to you know paint a vision and inspire people going forward is what I've done my whole life. And, and so we're looking forward to that opportunity. All right, let's say you do rise in the polls and you're right up there with former President Trump and he starts, you know, attacking you and maybe even has a nickname. What will you do? Well, I, I think we'll just have to, you know, you're, this is a hypothetical, sure. uh, Dave. I mean, understood. A, uh, yeah, you know, and, and I, I, I've never, as governor, ever speculated on hypotheticals. And in the past, I've had a great relationship with President Trump. And, and so uh, we're just going to continue to move forward. Uh, again, you know, taking our case uh, about the economy, energy, and national security to the voters. No, I understand. That was a hypothetical. I just was curious because that that if if you get to the where you want to get, you're going to be battling against the you know a heavyweight. Well, absolutely. I mean, we understand that when we when we got it, we we got into this. But uh, it's a uh, we like the position we're in, where which is uh, we're introducing ourselves. People are getting to know us. Uh, we know that a lot of voters are looking uh, at the whole field. They're looking at alternatives. And and we know we we believe strongly that we're the best alternative to beat President Biden in 2024. 
Again, Governor, where can they find your campaign? Uh, DougBurgham.com. And we'd, we'd love, uh, if people want to learn more, go to DougBurgham.com. If you want to see us on the debate stage, uh, DougBurgham.com, click on the donate button. Uh, and and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you down the road. But Dave, uh, great being on the show with you today. Thank you. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum, a Republican candidate for the 2024 GOP nomination. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Dave. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on Outkick.com forward slash watch.